This supposed to be me? <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> Hello. Music break. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the podcast. It is December twenty fifth, twenty fourteen. Merry Christmas to all of our listeners out there. I'm Patrick, your host, broadcasting uh, live from from Gay Fish Rackets Vineyard. So we've got a uh, plethora of people <laughs> in our in our uh, uh, studio. We are broadcasting live from the wine cellar. To my right. Is the man himself, Jay Fishracket. First time on the show here. Hello. Hello. How are you doing, sir? Very well. Thank you for invading my space no and problem. recording this. We paid a fortune to be here today. Oh, okay. You I guess the check's in the mail. Um, yeah, there is a check. To my returning right, <laughs> returning here, Mr. Brian Bice. Hello, sir. Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. This is, a, this is a monumental occasion because this is the first time we've ever done a podcast in the same room. Yes, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we've broken the streak. I never really thought about that. That's true. That's true. We've usually done it via via Skype, but now. Uh, well, the energy is much better. The energy is much better, especially for me. I get very lonely <laughs> broadcasting alone. <laughs> um, so this is much more. Uh, this is much more my uh, my style. Yeah, but most of our jokes are visual anyway. So we kind of forget. That's true. Very, very true. Like That's one. why we have the camera. Like this one and that one. Yeah. We've also got Pat um, uh, Hall of Famer right here. Hello. My name is Dr. Kenny Sheltsnov. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Dr. Kenny. How are you feeling today? Great. We've got another Pat Hall of Famer returning for the first time maybe since the Hall of Fame, the possibly, wedding. or the wedding. You were at the wedding. That's right. Beer. So... Yeah, so, but still, it's been a while. It has been a while. All right, it's uh, Joey the Watson Watson. Hello, sir. Hello, I'm waving at the mic. Yeah, the mic waves, waves back. Okay. Yeah, very, uh, it's very good to have you back on the show. It's great to be back. It's been too long. How have we gone seven seasons without doing a Christmas episode? What do you, what's a, what's a season? Oh, I've got, it's all documented. Just seven years? If, if you head on Largely over... Largely arbitrary, but yeah, it has yeah, been seven it has years. Been seven years. <laughs> <laughs> so, sort of years, but in chunks, in strange chunks. You can actually view the entire history of the podcast over at pat-cast.com. Remember to spell out the dash. Well, it's interesting. You call, you call things Christmas specials, yeah. but most of them are anything but, because you can kind of do the same thing. Right. So Star maybe, Wars. Maybe, yeah. That was special, but that was about <laughs> life. Was that was life. Day. That was special. <laughs> yeah. and they were celebrating life ways. day. I mean, look at us on a vineyard. This is a this is a good time to do our very, first Christmas. Very classic Christmas place. Cast. Mm-hmm. We may never mm-hmm. do a show here again. You probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> does that make we won't do? Is that a we won't be invited back. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I mean, I don't know how we got the owner out here. <laughs> This is my first year <laughs> in the business. So, oh, you've been in the business for oh, yeah, at least three um, years. Or at least seven, seven seasons. Yeah, but it feels, that I've been, it feels like a year. It feels like a year. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. You were in New Zealand this morning, correct? Yes. <laughs> how's, how's that? How's um, the weather there? Good. How do, do, they, do, they do, do they celebrate Christmas any differently over in New Zealand? Not at all. 
the same. Exact now, I've heard same. rumors that they that they operate on a, a week ahead. <laughs> they are. They are. It's true. There. I um, a whole week ahead of the this rest coming of the Thursday is uh, January first, twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. So Christmas was last week. Christmas was last. So week. what did you do? What did I do? I uh, went sc- scuba diving. I was gonna. I was gonna guess snorkeling. Snorkeling. People. People mix those things up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're pretty interchangeable. It's when they, they realize halfway down when the breathing's not working. They're, oh, I'm snorkeling. Now, I did read yeah. in your second autobiography that snorkeling was a favorite pastime. Can I ask you where you bought my first one? You sent, I, you I, sent I, him a copy, I thought. Yeah, autograph. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot. It, well, Too much wine. Well, I thought it was weird because it was, you know, you didn't actually write my name. <laughs> So Christmas was fun last week. So you're doing Christmas again today here in the states, right? Here in the in the states, Which would you we, say we call them the states. Yeah, over there. there. Yeah, in, in the Z, in the, the newsy, the, the newsy. <laughs> yeah, the all newsies. of us, me and my, my newsies. All the newsies. I think we should start off with a little song. What do you think, Doctor Kenny? Sure. Kick that's off the show. All the ships come sailing in on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's all you know. Play the Sophie and Stevens version of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and it's called. I saw three ships. And that's Jay Fish Racket. That's your favorite Christmas song, correct? Oh yeah. Also, name another line from that song. Don't say I saw three ships. <laughs> Come I... sailing. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really it just, Are you it's so powerful. It, your, it just gets me. With your you know? other favorite sailing song, "Come Sail Away" by Sticks. Buy sticks. I do want to hear that. Actually, <laughs> can we play that? Next is there episode. is there a Christmas version of that song? Come sing one. Yeah, write one. I will. Yeah. You're a writer. You are. Uh, you have two, two autobiographies. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also some pretty terrible Christmas songs. Pretty awful. Name one. We'll start with Brian. Brian shook his head like he may have had something in mind. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Brian. Is there a Christmas song you actually actually despise? Maybe you're tired of hearing? Played way too much? Uh, I don't think that um, it's played way too much is like a fair criterion for judging Christmas music. They're all played too much. That is incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Completely valid reason for hating Christmas music or a particular Christmas song. I would like to, uh, just so that... The members of the jury are aware this man hates Bing Crosby. <laughs> oh, there it is. I would just want to say, which I think eliminates you from this conversation. I hate Bing Crosby, but that doesn't make me a racist. He's a rapist, and I hated the Crosby Show. Not Bill Crosby. What? Who? Bing Crosby. <laughs> Bing Crosby. Not Bill Crosby. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I believe on our Thanksgiving episode, I won't play a clip because I would, I would love for our listeners to go back and check out that it's Thanksgiving there. episode. It's it was there. fantastic. Um, there was a little bit of, a, of a, an argument, you could say, argument of the, of the year on the podcast. It, yeah. it was more board. like it was more like an argument. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was an argument. Yeah, that's what I said. It was. It was an argument. I would have just called it an argument. Yeah, it was an argument. Describing it, um, yeah. uh, where uh, Doctor Kenny said a few uh, choice words. Choice words about Mr. Bing Crosby. Is choice um, a word? Does that mean wrong? Yes. It means he chose his words. And the response wrongly. from Brian, he he got up and left and left the studio for a brief moment. He came back. He had to cool off. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah that was in. Z-Land. Hanging out with your newsies listening to the, the newsies. Mm-hmm. To the and Crutchy. Yeah. And they're called Kiwis. I know. Nah. Wait, are you, are you, are you going to say you, you <laughs> don't like any Bing better. Crosby? 
Christmas song? Or you love Bing Crosby? I love Bing Crosby. But I was saying, I mean, if, if we're going to start talking about bad Christmas songs, and if we're going to use It's Played Too Much as a criterion, then we're just going to name all the Christmas songs. Right? All the Christmas songs written before 1974. Yeah. What's the, what's the cutoff there? <laughs> what, what, what got written in 1975 that's not, that's not played enough? Police Nobby Dad. No! <laughs> <laughs> I would submit that's... No, the, that's the last plenty. song. That's the last song that gets played too much. Oh, Everything after that after is... That. All I want for Christmas is criminally you. Criminally underplayed. All I want for Christmas is you. You have one song in the last 30 years. The Paul McCartney one. That Wonderful disproves Christmas. your statement is all I'm years. saying. Yeah. The Paul McCartney one. Even the John Lennon one. When was the John Lennon one recorded? That's, that's, a, that early? that's a lovely Yeah, song. but let's talk about the percentage of songs that have been written since that point mm-hmm. that get played uh, in a regular rotation. And the number of songs that got written before that point mm-hmm. that get played in regular rotation. There's a gigantic discrepancy. Mm-hmm. Totally lopsided. And it's not like we stopped making Christmas music. No. It's not like NSYNC and Mariah Carey, the only people who wrote Christmas songs or released Christmas songs since that point. And Hanson. Right? They have been consistently... What? Snowed In was one of the greatest Christmas albums Hanson. of our generation. <laughs> Hanson has been criminally underplayed. That's on true. Christmas no one actually does radio. play that. I hear people say, like, around Christmas I'll see somebody post, like, oh... I brought out the Hanson Snowed In Christmas CD, and I'm like, oh yeah, that that's right. So you I, but you don't ever hear a song from that <laughs> ever played I on the I just want to make sure I, we get this about. in like one sentence. Could you say a sentence that sums up less being Crosby, more Hanson? I want to make sure we have that. I would absolutely like to hear fewer Bing Crosby songs on Sunny 92, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. and more Hanson songs for the sole purpose of bringing a tiny bit of balance to what has become the baby boomer takeover, the baby boomer strangleholds of Christmas in this country. I won't, I won't disagree with you that we could use some more variety. Yes, that's all I'm looking for. I'm not saying eliminate Bing Crosby completely. I'm not upset that Bing Crosby recorded music. It's called um, flip-flopping. I'm sorry, what? Okay, <laughs> never mind. Bing Crosby oh, is... All Bing Crosby <laughs> stuff needs to die a slow death. No, I no. never want to hear it again. No I, no, I hear what you're saying. What we need is more variety, and I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. This is one of the reasons that I so appreciate what Stephen Stevens is doing. Okay, you're right. I, and, and, and his, like, 12 Christmas albums. Yes, I am so on the fence about Stephen Stevens, but one thing I, I can completely say for agree. sure is, thank God he's actually making Christmas music. And albums! He's not releasing a single every year. He's making fucking albums. He's released, like, it's seven true. of them. And the p- only problem is that there's only four listenable songs on those 12 albums. My, my, my problem with that is that, <laughs> like, on like every <laughs> album, he does, like, Different versions of the same song. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. but what? But what he? But what he does? Yeah. Is on every album. Right. One or two, mm-hmm. usually two, even two or three of the four listenable songs mm-hmm. are originals or way underused, <laughs> very you, old a, songs. A, thou- a thousand points go to any artist that actually records original Christmas songs. I'm 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 about dead tired of any cover. Um, even though I'm all for new artists recording Christmas music, because that's my whole argument here. If you record it, and, and for albums, the Rosebuds recorded an entire Thank Christmas you. album two yep. years ago. And it was fantastic. And why would any band ever do that in today's world? Like, it's, a, it's such a waste of time and money, because you know it's not going to sell, and you know it's not going to get airplay. And But I'm so happy they did it. Thank you, Rosebuds, for making that sacrifice, for my personal listening. But uh, Nick Lowe did the same thing last year. Uh, Nick Lowe wrote what I think is uh, one of the top three greatest Christmas songs of the past 30 years. 
uh, just last Christmas. So Christmas at the airport, which we don't have to play here. Did you say last Christmas? Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. <laughs> <laughs> very nice you gave it away. Yeah. Love yeah. that song. <laughs> now, which version? The Wham Jimmy version? World. The Jimmy World version? The Taylor Swift version? There's so many Jimmy, versions. I said it already. Jimmy World. I, I heard you. Great I, I found that the Jimmy World version is a little too close to the original. It, it, it's it fair. And, and also the, the version that I have sounds like it's just I've like somebody held up a tape recorder If you're going to redo a Christmas radio. song, I request that you do something different. Let's talk about two. I the Christmas. The Shins did that with Wonderful Christmas Time. Uh, yeah, the Paul McCartney one. Yeah, that's Which, that's a nice touch. I like that touch. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Some you know who covered that really song well? well? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Jars of Clay actually did a nice cover of, of <laughs> that song. It. It, it, it's a nice, but okay. Two tracks, Christmas songs. Oh, it's raining. Should we go it's inside? It's raining, man. <laughs> that's not a Christmas, not a Christmas song. song. It said Hallelujah. Said hallelujah. <laughs> maybe, maybe in New Zealand, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's in the Newsies. <laughs> just. <laughs> That's excuse enough for most Christmas radio stations to play a song. Yeah. All you have to do is mention, you know, Jesus, and it's like, well, we're close enough. Yep. Close enough. Here's, Here's some Doobie Brothers on the podcast. <laughs> 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 All right, two Christmas songs that are underplayed and I think really excellent. Kind Great of... Big Sled Killers. No, not. That's the best Christmas song we'll in the past 25 years. It, I, would, I would agree with that. Great Big Sled is number one in the past I love, 25 years. I love that song. What was Probably Brian, going back what 40, was... honestly, but I kind of cut that off at like Christmas yeah. rapping. Christmas yeah. rapping is like one of the. What were you going to say? Gonna say two songs. Are they original? Two, two songs uh, that are underplayed. Oh, that's right. Um, that are really high quality, mm-hmm. you know. So, Dolly Parton wrote it and recorded it originally, and it's, and her version is not bad, but it has that kind of Bob Dylan thing where it's pretty good, but mostly it's just cool that she wrote it and recorded it. Yeah. Um, Lee Nash on her Christmas album does a cover of it that's just delightful. Hard Candy Christmas. Yeah. Excellent, excellent Christmas song. Mm-hmm. On that same record, Lee Nash wrote a song called Eternal Gifts, which is another just, just wonderful little Nashville Christmas song. Right. So, th- so those are examples of like, there is stuff getting fed into the pot, but it's true that no one digs deep enough. That's another thing. It's worth mentioning that uh, if there's one particular genre uh, that really drives the whole original Christmas music home, it's country. Yes. There are a dozen country Christmas albums released every a year. Lot. I, I Full of original songs. I personally can't enjoy any of them. I don't really like any of them. But thank God it's happening. But but hopefully what, what should happen is that like, every once in a while they include an original or two and if someone covers it with a bit more of like a folk thing, which is what Lee Nash did, right. then you can have some nice stuff. Yep. That's what she did with Hard Candy Christmas. Yeah, but I'm really just advocating for a little balance. I completely concur. It is the, the, the stranglehold that the fucking babies on the bell on Christmas. One of my favorite still very real. One of my favorite kinds of conversations, I, I had this growing up with my dad a lot. Mm-hmm. This is reminding me of that. Is he and I would go back and forth just, just duking it out and eventually realize we essentially agreed about the issue. Yeah. Which is where we've that's what we've come to in right. this Christmas discussion. Yeah. Came in ready to disagree and then slowly was like, wait. Yes, all those things are true. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. So you have your like old kitschy Christmas songs like Jingle Bells and Silent Night, Deck the Halls. Silent Night is a carol. You threw it in between Jingle Bells and Deck the Halls. <laughs> the fuck do you want from me? <laughs> things are a little different over these New Zealand. Yeah, dude. 
yeah, these catchy songs like Bye Bye Bye, Amazing Grace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Backstreet's Bye Bye. I did. Yeah, those are Christmas songs. They're did totally she? Christmas songs. I guess so. Bye 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 Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas. I feel in my fingers. Oh, I want to hear that. That's a good what about, song. What about Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? Or Choked to Death on a Turkey Bone. <laughs> a Custard, custard Pie. pie. <laughs> No, but what what are your favorite covers of these like okay. songs that you grew up listening to that you think Christmas like? I know my um, my buddy Tyler Tyler Mullins really likes Weezer. They put out a Christmas. It? Tyler Mullins, you probably heard him on the show. He's one of Thanksgiving. Okay, classy guy. Mm-hmm. I see. Really mm-hmm. like the Weezer Christmas. Yeah. Was there a track on that record that he liked? All of them. Let's call him in. All right, we're calling him now. Hello? Hello? Hey, Tyler. Hey. What's your favorite Weezer Christmas song? Um, man, I don't know. Because they put out that album, and I'd say three-fourths of it were just, like, covers. Christmas celebrations. But anyway, that's my favorite song. Sukin Stevens' cover of Joy to the World. Which one? I feel like there's two. It's a good, that's a, there are two, actually. <laughs> the What we'll call the full one, where it actually goes through the song and sings it. Um, it's got a great little guitar riff in it, and there's a couple variations he puts on the melody that uh, makes it new again. So I really appreciate that cover. What's like number two? On that list? Yeah. Outside of Sukin, like, you want another Sukin cover I like, or a different cover? Or not another. <laughs> Concerning lions, silent night. <laughs> but I'm trying to please Craig now. Oh, wow. No one's ever done that before. Don't say Bing Crosby. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't say that. Merely Kaliki Man. Chris um, Isaac does a cover of that. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Max does a really nice cover of O Come O Come Emmanuel. With another very minor variation on the melody, which again sets off the whole carol. That's another one I like that one. What about you, Craig? Or Joey? (laughs) (laughs) Or Dr. Kidney. (laughs) What about you, Joey? (laughs) I don't really have one. You haven't haven't listened to the BLS Christmas uh, album? They just have like one cover. No, man, there's several. I've only heard one. They had an EP with at least three songs. Really? And I know they had a single with one. Really? Yeah. There's at least four. Then I'm behind. There's at least four that I know of. I'm behind my game. Whoa. What about you, Dr. Kenny? Uh, if we're just talking about classic Christmas songs. The, 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 the question I'm posing, I don't know, I didn't phrase it very well. Covers, because right? it, was, it was covers of songs and carols. <laughs> 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 In that case, I like Shaky Graves' cover of Carol of the Bells. That would be my favorite. That's probably my favorite Christmas song, period. Really? I generally don't love that song, usually. I've, I've not Shaky heard is different than a terrible version of that for me. Like, I've always found it enjoyable. Yeah. Especially on 
Ar uh, Arkham Origins on the menu screen. <laughs> Isn't it? My, uh, yeah. my favorite Christmas song ever is Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, but the original is Judy Garland, and I, that's probably my favorite, so. <clears throat> all right. That one. There's a nice moment, and we can all just appreciate it just for a second, yeah. where you and I just agreed. Like really hardcore. It's a Christmas Ooh. miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. That on is. The that's the finest three and a half minutes of Christmas music on the, record. The Judy Garland version is two forty seven. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian, Brian left. Brian has left. That's it. Brian, I wanted to briefly, since you're apparently a fan of the song, I wanted to talk about that song. It's not only my favorite Christmas song, it's my third favorite song ever, period. I love that song for a few different reasons, chiefly just because it sounds pretty to me, mm -hmm. uh, which I think is a valid reason. Yeah, it's music. <laughs> um, That's your preference. Yeah. That's your ears. If you like but music. I love the song because I think it's, and I don't really want to get you know too uh, pretentious here, but it is slight, ever so slightly ahead of its time because back when it was recorded most christmas songs were very happy and that song really addresses the fact that not everybody has a very happy christmas which is something that's become increasingly common mm -hmm. nowadays mm -hmm. it's almost the norm now mm -hmm. if you listen to most christmas songs released nowadays it's all about how loneliness your loneliness and you're being reminded the christmas season reminds you of how lonely you are and mm -hmm. amplifies it and whatnot and it really touched on that but there's like a significant amount of hope that, hey, maybe by next Christmas, everything's going to be okay. And for now, you just do your best. For now, we'll just... It's, it's one of the... I agree. It's one of the great, just, tragedies of Christmas music. Yes. That Sinatra ordered, basically, the rewrite. Yeah, he ordered the second rewrite, actually. There was an original the version... The one that did all the damage. Though. There was an original version that was seriously fucked up and melancholy and depressing. And then Judy Garland and the director of the movie... Meet Me in St. Louis, which is from what mm -hmm. it's from... Oh, that little girl just weeps openly. Yes, next to it's her. not a Christmas movie. But there's a Christmas scene, and that's where the song comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And um, her, uh, Judy Garland, and the director said, "Okay, let's try to clean this up because this is really fucked up." And so uh, the guy who wrote it changed it. And then Frank Sinatra wanted to record it for his Christmas album, which was called like "A Very Jolly Christmas." Yeah. And he went to the writer and he said, "Can you fix this line?" The line that he fixed was, "The line was until then we'll have to muddle through somehow," and. He, Frank Sinatra got it changed to Hang a Shining Star, or Hang a Shining Star with Your Eyes Bow. Mm -hmm. That's where Frank Sinatra came in. Well, the, the key difference is next year, all our troubles will be out of sight, yes. versus from now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Yes. Uh, and it, it's it's true that it's a great, I mean, that's what's that's what's so powerful about Christmas time and like the winter solstice, and the fact that we've had, that there, there there's been a celebration Mm -hmm. At the darkest time of year, all the way back to like the Roman Saturnalia. Yeah, like this is when we're. It's this is when nights are the longest, uh, and light shines the brightest. This is you know this is when like we all gather the closest around warmth. Yeah, and it's horrifying. And babies die because of the winter cold, and you're gonna make it through somehow. Yeah, um, another song that's that hasn't been changed, mm -hmm. but doesn't register in most versions, as a heartbreaking song that was kind of from the same era of songwriting. Jingle Bells. <laughs> Jingle Bells. <laughs> Those bells. No, no. I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah. Because you realize in the last line of the chorus, or, or of each verse, rather, that 
he won't the singer won't be right right if only in my dreams it's a it's a wartime song mm-hmm. you know uh when people when most people when they sing it or listen to it i don't think that registers that that's a song about about longing that's not fulfilled right and yeah i agree that that when you when you admit that into a christmas song that's when it becomes really honest and really good it's like really good lullabies like lullabies are soothing but also kind of Right. <laughs> yeah, Darn tootin'. Do we agree that whole way through? I, don't know. I think there's some hope in I'll be home for Christmas. It's it's I'll be home if only in my dreams. It's not necessarily saying that he won't be home for Christmas. It's just that he never can come home. Sure. If only in his dreams. I mean, so there's still that it, 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 option. Yeah. That's and, true. And hope. Yeah. That's right. There's there. not a finality to it. It's very much a, yeah. I have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. 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 But yeah. It, it, it calls back to to the First and Second World War when yeah, Christmas yeah. was presented as we'll be home by Christmas. Like the war will be over by Christmas. And it, it the war is never over by Christmas, you know, <laughs> yeah. historically. And so that's that's what that calls to mind. Is like, yeah. Like, oh, this is awful. Surely we'll make it home then, you know? Mm-hmm. And then admitting at the end that or maybe maybe not yeah yeah which is that tension between darkness and light is what makes christmas such a strange which is another reason looping back around that i love Stephen stevens christmas albums so much because they are the listenable songs are, are usually kind of dark that was the worst christmas ever for example which is mm-hmm. about like domestic violence at christmas yeah um he in each of his Christmas albums, he correctly and very potently uh, expresses the um, the kitschy, joyful nonsense of Christmas yeah. and the darkness. Right. So I, I like what he's doing, not even necessarily to listen to them, but just to think about them as pieces. Yeah. As they're, they're really they're very complete uh, expressions of the. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. albums embrace one or the other. And yeah, he's doing mm-hmm. both. Yeah. I like that. Me Who, too. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> and dominoes. Uh, <laughs> Christmas movie discussion. Yeah, Joey's the movie guy, so I want, I want to hear Joey's thoughts on Christmas movies. But I want to preface it with, I saw a comment on Reddit a couple of years ago mm-hmm. that said that this guy and his wife have a rating system for Christmas movies, judging how Christmassy a movie is. And it's a tree system. There's four trees. Okay? So I was going to say, do you mean, is it, is, it, is it Santa with muscles at the, at the worst? No. To it's, a Christmas story? It's not a scale, it's not a scale of quality. Okay. <laughs> it's not a scale of quality. It is a, uh, is a scale of how Christmassy a movie is. The one tree... Is any movie that just has a Christmas scene in it. So, like, Harry Potter. We have a Christmas scene that's a one tree. It's not and, really a Christmas and, movie, but there's Christmas But for in some it. reason, ABC Family feels the need to show it as a Christmas <laughs> movie every year. Didn't they come out around Christmas time, though, every year? Not every year. I don't, not everyone. Some of them were summer movies. I mean, that's like The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, isn't it? You watch your tongue that came right out? now. Avatar. Yeah, that's the best Christmas movie. The interview. The interview. Which will be coming to you soon on Crackle. (laughs) For free. 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 (laughs) Um, But then a two-tree Christmas movie would be a movie that is 
sort of set around Christmas, but Christmas doesn't actually have anything to do with the plot. It just sort of happens to occur during Christmas time or thereabouts. Uh, like Die Hard. Like Die Hard. Mm. That's yeah. Christmas movie. I, I know, and I know what your argument's going to be, and we'll get there in just a second. Or like mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 for some reason. Yeah, like Iron Man 3 is probably like a two-tree Christmas movie because for whatever reason, it occurs oh. during Christmas time. Yeah, man. And the Santa Claus... I don't, I don't really friends. get what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a three tree Christmas movie New Zealand. is a Christmas movie whose plot is largely informed by Christmas time that you could conceivably set it during another time of year. Hmm. Such as like Jingle All the Way, which is really oh. about a dad's quest to buy the perfect toy for his yeah. son, yeah. but you could realistically set that during his birthday or some other totally. time of year. Yeah. But a lot Valentine's of the movie comes Day. from the his bar mitzvah. Christmas time. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Totally. Then a four-tree Christmas movie is just like Christmas propaganda. Yeah. It's like the movie only exists because Christmas, <laughs> like the Santa Claus, Elf? or like Rudolph, Elf. or something. Any of the claymation movies are like, you. this doesn't make any sense for like... July Fourth. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. Christmas, Christmas in July. <laughs> <laughs> so the argument Don't, is: no. Is Die Hard a two tree or a three tree Christmas movie? It, to me, it's a four, four tree. tree. That's impossible. <laughs> That's impossible. But the whole, whole reason he went out there was because of Christmas. But he could have gone out there for any other reason. Correct. He didn't. He went out there for Christmas. Rudolph is never going to be in the sky. On a day other than December 25th or 24th. I'm still waiting for the sequel where Rudolph uh, realizes that on non-foggy Christmas Eve he can be useful. <laughs> and conspires to like a horrid fog machine. That's why he's not in every movie. There needs to be a second verse to that song. Rudolph right got it. run over. By a reindeer. Because <laughs> they didn't need his nose anymore. Then all the reindeer if, forgot if, if him. Go he there, got then, in his own way. What? You could, you could say it's a three-tree. It's pushing it. Three-tree is pushing Die Hard. I think, think three-tree is pushing it for Die Hard. I think two-tree is most appropriate because it's really just a hero. Because, of course, it spawned the whole Die Hard on a train, Die Hard on a bus, whatever, you know. All the other speed and under siege wouldn't exist without Die Hard. No, you're right. All those movies exist very comfortably outside of the Christmas season. It's true that most of the, well, even some of the diehards exist outside yeah. of yeah. Christmas. But it's also true that most of the big moments, like the, the like never forget moments from Die Hard, are completely transposable any time of year. Oh, no, 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 no. If you bring up the daggum soundtrack, you could have used No, no, no. Okay. No. Let's hear it. He, he kills the one guy. Sends him down, and what's written on his shirt? Ho, ho, ho. Uh, now I have a shotgun. With Santa Claus sitting in his lap. Or in. I'm going to rewrite that scene real quick. Yeah, go for it. Ha, ha, ha. Now I have a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> the clown next it's, to him. It's yeah. now May 12th. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yippee ki yay. Like, come on down. We'll have a few laughs. Like, none of those. Like, the. the, the none of those lines are. Are wrapped around Christmas the way that the lines in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer are. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It's a two tree Christmas I'm, movie, but I totally get your argument. It's still a Christmas it's movie. It's still a Christmas movie. And I'm also, I'm glad it's at Christmas. It's one of the things that makes that movie so great. So, like, while I'm arguing for, like, a two tree, I still love that it's at Christmas. It's, it's one of the things that makes it wonderful. first movie yeah. I watch for Christmas yeah. every year. We only have the one tree in our house. <laughs> 
just go buy a box of little Debbie Christmas trees and you'll get five. <laughs> we should we should put the bottles of wine on this side of the table. Then maybe no, you'll keep up with it a little more, yeah. Because I mean, what another one that would be similar would be a movie called Just Friends. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. My Ryan favorite Christmas Ryan's movie. Amy Storm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was Justin Timberlake. No, that's uh, friends with benefits. That's yeah. uh, lost in time. What is it? Something, <laughs> something with time. I, it was uh, better than the Empire Strikes Ashton Back. Ashton Kutcher. That's uh, uh, that's a show. Oh yeah, Black Swan. Wow, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> also Christmas. Didn't it come out? They came out at, like the so. same year, like a month yeah. apart. Yeah. Something like that. I love movies like that. Like, Does anyone understand why that happened? Why is it so happening? strange? It's, it's, the same we've like, talked about the it before, abyss and yeah. the sphere and Bring Deep Impact and Armageddon, Braveheart and Rob Roy, Mission to Mars and the other one, Red Planet. Yeah, yeah. Weird, right? Yeah, it's not that weird. Yeah. Script gets passed around and everybody goes, "Okay, this sounds good." Let's uh, no, good, and good. Yeah, and they push it to good. Oh, they bought this one. Well, we saw the script. We can make our own. Yeah, and it's very similar. To yeah, it's too bad though. One, the one, the. The greatest casualty of that, this is way off topic, but the greatest casualty of that trend yeah. is Rob Roy, which has the best sword fight, certainly in Western films. Like, it's got the best duel, mm -hmm. hands down, and got completely snowed and ignored because it got released the same summer as Braveheart, which right. was the other thing about Scottish Rebels. And so, like, no one noticed Rob Roy, which right. is a great movie. Yeah. Well, I see you bad. said snowed well, you had the on the Christmas. Episode. Yeah, that's another great. And episode. most people like, yeah. oh, I saw the illusionist first, and I love it. And I was like, no, that was the prestige. prestige all the way yeah. home. I I was bad. Like I saw those two movies, like I think a day apart. Yeah. And then for like a month, I just I had no somebody idea. would somebody would talk about one and be like, oh yeah, it was so great. But I was always thinking of the other one. Yeah. <laughs> you know the 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 actual like nonfiction history of the rivalry that's depicted in and also kind of a reference in The Illusionist the same kind of thing well I'm a little way off topic we need to go back <laughs> to topic Christmas movies Christmas movies it's a good story I'll you, tell you you that. can wrap it around come on All right. I have faith in you you're right okay so what's cool snow. is that, so was lighting a town like the part that gets the, the part that's stolen from kind of like history is the is in, in the prestige when you have those these two warring magicians who are performing on like different nights of the week and it's all about who who will get the bigger crowds there was a rivalry like that and around that same time i think it was in yeah, leno and letterman no 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 magicians oh and um if you don't think letterman's a magician <laughs> i'm sorry i can see i can see that point just to stop you from talking <laughs> <laughs> rivalry and there was one very burly bearded magician who was not a great showman but but did some amazing tricks and there was another more like uh tuxedo magician who who was equally great and they kept topping one another one would perform on mondays and fridays one would perform on tuesdays and thursdays and they would just crowds would just just barrel from one to the other like all week like who's gonna top who's gonna do the next great thing and after like weeks of this of this frenzy in austria i think it was the burly magician ripped off his disguise and revealed himself to be Santa the Claus. same magician. Oh, there was one guy playing the whole city back and forth, topping himself at each performance. And I'm amazed that neither magician movie 
ripped that off. It's right. such a cool twist. Right. Which reminds me of the way that tinsel twists around Christmas trees. Um, aren't Christmas trees nice? Well played, sir. Well played. First of all, I just got whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he could do it. <laughs> I knew he could. That would make for a good movie. Mm-hmm. That's a great twist. Mm. All right. We talked about Charles Dickens once. Oh, you want to talk about Charles Dickens? Yeah. All right, hold fucking on. hack. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And that's it. It's over. <laughs> so I will pour right my there. beer on the microphones. <laughs> yeah, Dickens. I want to talk about Dickens. All right. What were you going to say, Dr. Kenny? I don't have an opinion on Dickens. Well, I don't think I do. I'll wait until you start you talking. You probably do. And I can guess what it is. It's Making opposite of mine. <laughs> He's waiting to know if I love him or hate him. Eventually, and though, then he'll express himself. Eventually, though, we'll agree that... Uh, we actually think the same like thing. Like one book a year, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, to Charles Dickens, he... A lot of times you read... When you read a Christmas Carol every year, yes, yeah, as, as you every do. year I do. Yeah. I watch yeah. it. It's fine. Me and Mickey Muffin. Oh, the, Muppets. The, yeah, the yeah. twenty-five minute version. I, I grew up with that. Yeah, one. that's good We're stuff. With Tom Zian? Why it's you, Ebenezer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's good stuff. Of course, the Muppet version is the greatest. It revitalized Michael Caine's mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing shit before that. Did you read my blog? He's never read his, your he blog. Have, he would have blog. never done those Batman movies. He wouldn't he's have. Never appeared in the. Uh, he wouldn't story. have. It's probably true. It's fine. Um, it single-handedly saved the Kane Hackman theory. The theory that there is. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. I didn't ask. That silence was not asking. That was just I, I'm asking, hoping I'm asking. that someone else would say a thing to change the subject. I know we knew what the Kane Hackman theory was. We do. No. We all know. No. Cool. <laughs> Damn it. Here's some Charles Dickens. <laughs> you have to go to just like Patrick Stewart's audio book. <laughs> <laughs> just read like the first two lines and that's it. Oh man. You know what goes great with milk? Cookies? Cookies. Bites on butter bites. These chocolate covered pretzels were kind of hit. I'm quite proud of myself. Yeah. They were delicious. Yeah, the takers, too bad. Dr. Kenny made some great treats. Can out. we talk about Dickens and Batman? Yes! We're going go. to do a, a Batman episode starring Brian Bice and Joey Watson. In a few weeks. <laughs> on the show. No. I had a small thing It'll to will, say about Well, Dickens. with all the music in. Let's, let's, let's hear Dr. Kenny's small thing about Dickens. Right. Let's hear Dr. Kenny's small Dickens. <laughs> I think Dickens... It's funny. Dickens, I think, set the standard for Christmas imagery. For a long time. Oh my shit! Are you serious? For real? Okay, go ahead. No, no, no! I want to hear your version. Simultaneous. Yours will be filled with much better vocabulary. That's not true. Yeah, yours will be filled with history. It's true. Your objections are superfluous. I'll have some ten-letter words. I want to hear your version. No, no. I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Is that what's amazing is that I mean, he wrote a Christmas story just about every Christmas that he was writing. Yeah. He was at the top of his game. Right. and, uh, but with A Christmas Carol especially, because that was the one that, I mean, he published that thing in December of, whatever the year that was, I can't remember. But by, literally by, by January, there were, there were upwards of half a dozen productions 
on stage of A Christmas Carol. Right. Like, less than six weeks from publication of book to performance of play. Like, that, that thing hit so hard. Yeah. Um, and it's still around. What's amazing is so much of what, so much of how they talk about Christmas and so much of what happens in that book at Christmas when we read it now or see it now, we think, yeah, that's what you do at Christmas. Yeah. But when he did it, it was just kind of almost random choices of many things that happened at Christmas. Yeah. But he codified them, you yeah. know? Uh, like, codified, that's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah. right on. Right. So, yeah, he he sort of fathered our contemporary um, secular celebration of, of Christmas with that one little book. Yeah, just yeah. If nothing else, just the imagery and probably a lot of decoration, wreaths. You know, that seems like a Dickens thing. Mm -hmm. It is, and because yeah. his because Scrooge's nephew comes in yeah, carrying a wreath exactly. Yeah. And but I, I was going to say that was the standard imagery for Christmas for a long time, mm -hmm. right up until the dag blasted baby <laughs> boomers showed up, <laughs> created Coca Cola Santa Claus. <laughs> And it replaced everything that Dickens sort of fought for. But so, like, we have two different versions of Christmas. This is not a fucking 1700s version of Christmas. It's Dickens, and then it goes right into Baby Boomer, and we haven't fixed that yet. So they're then, all still alive. So what? Is Dr. Seuss, like, the latest rendition of Dickens because of what do you the see? Grinch I don't know if is I about? What do you see? The Grinch is essentially about the same thing. What do you mean? It actually oh, like pretty much is Scrooge. Yeah, no, but like yeah, but Carol. the imagery that it hasn't, I don't think, taken I mean, a hold. There's nothing in the Grinch that pervades culture now, right? He, I mean, it was basically Christmas lights and Christmas trees. Yeah. Christmas lights. Yeah, but it's about when all of that stuff is gone. It's a riff on the same spirit, right? Yeah, but it didn't change the aesthetic of Christmas. Exactly, the world doesn't look different after the Grinch came out, right. like the way it, came, it became different after the fifties. What was also a very, <laughs> what was also a crazy, a really crazy move, um, in the book itself, there are subtle references and very well, written, very well written references to like the the nativity story, right? But Dickens pulled off the first massively popular, essentially secular Christmas celebration story. Like, there's nothing religious about what's happening no. to Scrooge. You know, it's just about, it's basically pure nostalgia. Right. It's the power of Christmas nostalgia. And no one had done anything with that before. Right. Was, was Stories, Dickens quite religious? Was he, 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 was a, he, was, he was what you call like a practicing Christian. Um, there was, I mean, there, there, there are characters. There are characters in his novels that, like, or at least one Nell who dies, and literally he like narrates them singing with the angels. So like, there's religion in his books. He was a, he was a, I mean, he was in That's his time. Great. But but in a Christmas Carol, it's not about the birth yeah. of Jesus or the celebration of the birth of Jesus. I mean, it's just was, about like being together. You know, like he talks about it as a time. To uh, yeah, a, a time to recognize that that we are all fellow passengers to the grave. That's what he calls Christmas in a Christmas Carol. It's not about the church. It's about just recognizing that that we're that we're all fellow men. You know. So one of the crazy things he did was he he invented the secular yeah. Christmas story, right. which is crazy. They give it two trees. Two trees. You don't think you could be visited by the ghost of St. Valentine's Day past? 
Eastern Time. I feel like you're just playing like Mad Gab now. That's not quite <laughs> the same thing, you know. Like, and then they put up a August tree and decorated Ooh. it with a Valentine's Day, Day angel. It's not the same thing. April. Arbor Day. <laughs> Christmas Carol could be an Arbor Day. It's in the title, Doctor right? Kenny. Christmas is in the title. Yeah, the title yeah. of the day. We decided it's a Wonderful Life during that whole thing. We decided it's a Wonderful Life as a two tree. I agree. What about also, the Santa Claus? Also, Zuzu's Petals, great band name. Yeah, that's true. Great. That's all good and well. What about the Santa Claus? Four tree. It's four tree. There we go. Four tree. What about Santa Literally cannot exist without Ooh. Christmas. What about Home Alone? <laughs> what about Home Alone? He, that that, that whole one. story can... Because <laughs> that could just no, exist. Oh, we're going on vacation for the summer. Oh, we left him at home. Right? Yeah. Two okay. tree. Yeah. Okay. For sure. So what? what's... What's the criteria know, of a one tree? I don't know. Oh, just a movie where Christmas is sort of... It's not the whole setting. It might it just like there's a Christmas scene. Like, Meet Me in St. Louis, one tree. Because there's a Christmas scene. It just mm-hmm. sort of happens. It doesn't have anything scene. to do with the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Any movie that the takes place over the course of a year, yeah. Sorcerer's Stone. It's a Wonderful Life is like that, too. Yeah. It's a one tree. Holiday. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like there's like a fluid... should be a fluid element to it, though. Like, because which... Let's say you would die hard, like... Which icon, which moments, which of the most powerful moments of the movie, like when, when It's a Wonderful Life, that movie takes place over a span of like decades, mostly not at Christmas. I guess. Oh, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Very you have flashbacks. Brief, very briefly. But well, it yeah. starts with him saving his brother from the yes, ice. That's yes. when he's a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like, Merry Christmas! Like when he's running down the, like, that's that's the big, the, the big cathartic moment. Right. It all resolves around, revolves, revolves. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have to say Merry Christmas. I mean, what you know. would he say? Happy September! Happy <laughs> it, doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a holiday. Fuck just cool. Be, how's it's it going, everybody? For everyone! <laughs> 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 oh, man. We need an out. So that would, that would be a one. What? Hot Rod? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be a one. I, I don't think it would be... No, that's a that's one. That's a one. It's a zero. Scrooge comes out at the end. I cooked goose forever. That's right, it does. It's a one. It's the one. Just, I just want to watch this angry dance scene in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> after punch dancing, I got to a wooded glen. Then after punch, punch dancing, dancing out my rage. <laughs> out. We need an out, Patrick. Oh. Get Thank you for here. listening to the Christmas edition of the podcast. Thanks for sticking around this long. We've had a swell time. Wouldn't you all agree? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, one Apparently, <laughs> 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 I'm the only one that agreed. <laughs> all right. The Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. Merry Christmas, Dr. Merry, 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 Merry Christmas, Jerry. Merry Christmas, Jerry. Merry Christmas, Dr. Kenny. Merry, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Batman. To all. Drink Happy my wine. Great wine. Put my grapes in your mouth. On the next podcast. <laughs> look on his face. How quickly he forgot the bit. <laughs> I am. I'm a writer. Oh, yes. You're a writer. All right. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's got Christmas written all over it. Yeah. Yeah. I can just see myself like. Opening presents to that, jerking it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Jerry Fisher, I guess. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I forget I'm in the States. Christmas is a little different down there. I guess I did find a difference.